the offseason, through the wins and the losses. It's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. step. So Giants-Eagles, second time in three weeks. And like we alluded to ahead of the Christmas Day showdown, I, I hate this because it feels like, in a weird way, Bryce, tell me if I'm wrong, as much as Christmas Day was like interesting, it was a fun game, came down to the end, I almost feel like I'm walking away from 2024, or I'm not 20, now it's 2024, the 2023 NFL season robbed of Giants-Eagles. Like, it's a rivalry I like, even though we constantly lose as Giant fans to the Philadelphia Eagles. It's a blood war, it's a bloodbath, but this nonsense of playing two of the final three games, once the Giants lost to the Saints, essentially the Giants season was over before we got a taste of Giants-Eagles. We never got a Giant-Eagle game with Daniel Jones this year, and, you know, hopefully I get Giant games with whoever the next quarterback is, Giant-Eagle games, but I I hope this is not the scenario next year. Again, the Giants lose to the Eagles constantly, so if we can separate that for a second, it is still in theory, a rivalry that I look forward to as a New Yorker two hours away from Philadelphia. And here we are. And it's just like, ho-hum giants Eagles in a meaningless final game of the season. I, I think this sucks. It really sucks. that giants Eagles was two of the final three weeks this year. Whose idea was that a- after, after uh, the, the, the smacking that the Eagles gave the giants in the playoffs last year to make us all wait sick. What was 16 weeks? That's what four months from the start of the season to see Giants Eagles and then a meaningless final yeah. game, which I think anyone could have could have uh, predicted that. I mean, especially now, with to be- the Eagles potentially being in contention. I mean, if they didn't blow that last game against the Cardinals, they'd have the division. They would have sat everyone. So that was probably the most predictable thing out of all this. But why the two games in the last three weeks doesn't make sense. So I don't like two out of three weeks at any point in the season, especially at the end of the season, to semi-defend the NFL. The NFL thought the Giants were going to take the next step and be good this year. Many people thought they would be, at worst, a nine-win team, something like that again, even though Vegas had them pegged for seven wins. I understand Christmas Day, standalone Giants-Eagles, if you think it's going to be meaningful in December, which, of course, we found that it wasn't. I get that. You can't turn it back two weeks later and go with the last week of the season again. It's a joke. However, I have good news. I am a scheduling nerd. It's one of the weirdest things. People, you either care about the schedule when it comes out or don't care. I always have been like, I'm already like trying to figure out what games are going to be when on Wild Card Weekend, that kind of fun stuff. Uh, I believe that the Giants and Eagles will not close out the year for the third straight year next year. And the reason I say that is, I am assuming the NFL is going to think the Giants won't be very good, and maybe they surprise us as the team does every year. you got to think Washington won't be very good. If the NFL has learned its lesson, the last week of the year next year in the NFC East needs to be Philly versus Dallas because you assume those two teams. By the way, if they were playing this yeah. week, it's for the division. I My intel tells me Giants, Commanders, Cowboys, Eagles to close the year next year, but watch me be wrong. You never know. Okay. Well, with well, let's that. let's hope yeah. let's hope not only for that, but an extremely cupcake schedule next year. Yeah. Because if they oh, assume the, the way, Giants are going to be bad, we might have a cakewalk to and, you know to wild card spot in the playoffs. Like let's hope year. the Giants are the Texans with C.J. Stroud, where they have a new quarterback, a rookie quarterback. They surprise, they play well, and here they are in the last week playing for something. That let's. By the way, I signed that ask. right now. It's a right big now. ass. Sean. Oh, they got the coach, and they have better players, you know, than probably the Texans had. Said, we're a playoff team. You're going. I'm signing for that right now. With that, you know, the interesting storylines around this game. Let's start it with Saquon Barkley. 
Saquon Barkley spoke this week uh, multiple times to the media ahead of this game with the Eagles because we are in a scenario where Saquon Barkley could again be playing his final game as a Giant. Last year, you thought that in the playoffs there was a chance, although that franchise take kind of loomed, but it was a little different. People thought maybe they franchised Daniel Jones and Saquon seeks elsewhere. Saquon this week went out of his way to say, while he has had the dream of finishing his career with the Giants, he can no longer uh, you know, proclaim that. And by the way, as he should proclaim, because if you learned anything from how cutthroat last week, last year's negotiations were, of course. Saquon Barkley, it's almost amazing to think about, doesn't miss a single practice in training camp this year, and we all thought it was steamrolling there. He gets hurt in week two. Typical Saquon gets banged up for a few weeks, comes back, was a workhorse of time. It's been the same cycle of Saquon Barkley. I've gone back and forth on this. If the Giants don't bring back Saquon Barkley, I personally am fine with it because maybe it forces the organization to understand you can't just rely on a running back, but instead a running game, which I hope that they go through that. However, softy Sean here, Bryce, has changed his tune on something. I'm okay if Saquon comes back on a semi-long-term deal, as long as they're not paying him $16 million a year in Christian McCaffrey money. And now, Bryce, you might say, well, Sean, he's going to hit the free agency market. He's going he's gonna to look for that kind of money. You know, reading the tea leaves, reading Saquon a little bit, and also just understanding the market, I think the Giants may not franchise him. I think they may say, Saquon, go out, go test that open market. I don't think Saquon Barkley is going to get the amount of money per year and years more than the Giants were willing to offer. And the Giants, by the way, last year, those reports were 11 mil, 12 mil. I think in this realm, that's probably where Saquon goes. Remember, Tony Pollard going to be a free agent again for the Cowboys. Josh Jacobs going to be, I know those guys technically not as good, but mm, you get the drift. Uh, we've seen rookies, take, Kyron Williams get drifted. Just more logs on the fire in that anti-paying running back thing. I kind of think that when the dust settles, Saquon, this will not be the last game for Saquon Barkley as a New York Giant. I think the Giants will come to some kind of three-year deal that's really like a two-year deal where they pay him double digits and millions. But I also think it might be the smart thing, Bryce, because you and I, we cannot disagree on this seemingly, even if we wanted to. We are both in lockstep that we think the Giants will and should find their way to a franchise quarterback in the first round. Well, guess what the best way to help support a franchise quarterback outside of offensive line help is? Probably the veteran running back, Saquon Barkley, much like my colleague Tiki Barber in those first couple of years of Eli Manning uh, before Eli finally had his wings and sword after Tiki retired. Your thoughts, Bryce? So I was going to echo your sentiments until you got to the part where yeah, this wishful thinking that the Giants are going to re-sign Saquon. I do think that they're going to let him walk to, you know, to, to try to find a better offer out there. He's not going to be able to find one. So I think we're in lockstep with that. Do I think that he is going to come back to the Giants after all of that? It remains to be seen. I'd say like 40, 60, the point where it could happen. It, it very likely could happen, considering his injury history, considering his, his age, uh, that another team doesn't come out and offer him the money that the Giants will offer him, but he's going to want to come back. Before you finish your point, I, I think that just to you know, kind of narrow this line down to where we are on this, let's admit that, well, I shouldn't tell you what to admit. Maybe you didn't feel this way. I'm sorry for saying this. I'm going to be very nice and lovey-dovey on my right way out right. the door of the season. Let's just say this. A year ago, when they slapped the franchise tag and it seemed very hostile, did we think 
that we would get to a point week 18, whereas even in the realm of possibility, the Giants would give Saquon a long-term deal. I would have thought that was crazy. So the fact yeah, that we're no. even having this conversation shows you how different the world has changed here. I think they've just seen that they don't want to exhaust the assets required to, you know, to get another serviceable running back at this point. They still think that they can milk maybe a few more years out of Saquon Barkley out. We we assumed and we spoke about the Seahawks pick that the, the Giants got for Leonard Williams, assuming that it would be, you know, let's say like late second round. But now it's turning out to be the Giants are going to have three top 45 overall selections in this upcoming draft. Are they going to want to waste a second round pick, one of the two of them on a running back? I doubt it. I doubt mm, it. And maybe. at that point, it, look, it, it could be enticing. It, it, that it, justifies it, totally, it more. It's way better it, than wasting it, the second overall pick on a running back. It could be enticing. It, it could be enticing for the Giants. But I do think going forward that if there is a possibility they can get Saquon Barkley back after letting him go out and seek other better offers, potentially, to come back, and to bring it back down to earth. It's not personal, Saquon. It's business. It's not your fault. It's not the Giants' fault. They're not all willing to offer you the money that you believe that you are deserve. It's not how it works in the NFL these days, especially for an extremely injury-prone running back who is nearing the, the, the mid to late 20s in, in your career. He is at his late 20s at this point. So this is not an ideal situation for him. This is not an ideal situation for any of the running backs that you mentioned, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard. It's not going to happen for any of these guys. They're going to think, okay, my team is screwing me. They're going to franchise tag me. They're, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to go out. And maybe the idiotic team like the Panthers throws $12, $13 million at someone. But I don't see the majority of the franchises in the NFL offering these guys money because yeah. at the end of the day, as good as they could be, they are not the be all end all in the NFL. There's a reason why their value is so low. It's because they're all expendable. Yep. Sans Christian McCaffrey. That's the one guy, maybe. I mean, you, you could look Carolina, by the way, the team you gave the example of threw the money at, then threw money, more money at Miles Sanders and still ended up with Chuba Hubbard as their starting running back. Exactly. You can't predict any of this. You can't. And, and, and no matter how much you feel slighted by the team that drafted you, the team that offered you money, it's not personal, Saquon. So I think that he's realized that over this year. I think that that's why you see you, the, the, see the change in attitude from not only the, the, the front office, but Saquon as well, that he knows that there really isn't that much of a market outside of New York for him. The fact that he missed even more games because of his high ankle sprain – that put a, a you know a hamper on this value, that 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 he uh, assumed that he would say how I think, I think it's damper, not hamper. Damper. I I was in the middle of. <laughs> I don't think you put a I was laundry of, like, hamper on the value. I was in the middle of like three different words right there, so I decided to go like the mix of the two. All right, whatever. He, it could I'm getting called out by Sean but you, okay. it could hamper something, but it would not put a hamper on his value. Okay, I was close. I was close. Let's say. Uh, all right, all right. I never said that, and you know. I'm yeah, echoing Mike Francesa. I'm yeah. echoing Mike. I never said that. You just, just strike that from the record. No, but, but seriously, this is a tough situation for all of these NFL running backs. And I was of the belief that the Giants would probably be in a better position if they went out and drafted a guy. I don't think that it's worth it to, uh, you know, to devote any one of these, you know, top three picks that they'll have uh, to a running back if they want to. You know, let's say they want to take a shot at the third, fourth round guy. Fine. By all means, do it. Because I don't want Matt Breida as the backup running back anymore. 
So they need a backup running back. And if you want it to be your guy potentially going forward, a Tony Pollard, who you, you don't draft that high, who turns out to be the successor to a Zeke Elliott, then by all means, go and do it and find your next yeah. successor for Saquon Barkley. And I wonder how much of Saquon's presence hampered this, but it just right. Nick Chubb goes down. Jerome Ford takes off. We talked about Kyron Williams on the Rams. And those are just two examples. Teams are constantly finding running backs late. It's just amazing that the Giants took Eric Gray, and it felt like that was going to be kind of that. And he got hurt this year. He was awful at a punt return position. Uh, I mean, he's been involved semi-more last week. I'm not ready to throw out his giant career. But, I mean, the Giants just feel so weird sometimes at evaluating some of these positions, running back being one of them, including offensive line. Okay, so Giant fans heading into MetLife Stadium Sunday. Bottom line is this. Could it be Saquon's last game as a Giant? Of course it could be. Uh, I don't think that's as certain as maybe it would have felt like preseason by the time the year ends. 